listening to a podcast from Light FM. The Light Breakfast with Terry and you. Good morning. It's Ask Anything Week today. Ask a Mechanic Anything with Jessica Gallio, Automotive Technician. Thanks for joining us, Jessica. And let's jump into the, the questions that our listeners have submitted to ask you about the cars that apparently are causing a lot of people issues, okay? Ready? Alright. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. First question is from Anne, who asks, How did you get started as an auto mechanic and do you earn enough to make a living? Ooh, very like personal question already. First question is how I get started. It's not easy. Right. It's really not easy because uh, I have a diploma in automotive management. Right. So basically, it's wide. I can get into management. I can get into the workshop. I can be a service advisor. But I choose to be a technician because I feel like I needed to know wow. the technical skills. I need to know that because if I'm going to work in that company, I'm going to work in that industry, I need to know the components, the technical components of the product itself. Right, right. So, I choose that field. And the second question, do I make enough? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I did not make enough. And let me tell you, I can say we technicians, we probably make the least. Right. We probably make the lowest because we it's basically labor work and I'm not sure how it's like in Malaysia compared to other countries but in Malaysia um, this technical work like an automotive uh, mechanic is not seen as something that is like high skill even though we do need a specific skill we do it need is, high it skill. requires so much skill yes, yeah it requires so much skill so and much education energy. yeah education energy physical energy and mental the mental energy i'm telling you yeah. the mental torture that i'm facing throughout wow. my four years is a challenge it's can a you challenge. tell us about and what what some of those challenges are that that you have to deal with i have uh many many injuries from work and that's oh. like and that's actually a very normal thing it's very normal that we can't even complain about it because oh, if I'm complaining about it, why am I working there? So it's uh, injury is just like a small part of it. You know, we get scratches, we get uh, a lot of wounds and bruises, and that's like just a tip of the iceberg. The bigger challenge yeah. is mental. Is right. mental. Right. So one of the biggest challenges that I had before is when a customer uh, is promised her car tomorrow the next day oh, no. and there's a few things happen like the screw got loose a screw is, some things are broken so i need to right. uh, fix that so i'm crunching time like i have to chase the time right. and one way or another it needs to be delivered tomorrow right. the next day and i had to do overtime until 10 o'clock at night and everyone already left Oh no! And everyone already went home, and I'm alone in the workshop. I was crying. Right. I was crying, not because I can't do the job, but it's because of the mental pressure. Because yeah. I, I feel pressure. I feel like I have to get it done before tomorrow, and I haven't got it done. Because yet. it's the time crunch that's the issue in yes, this particular it's case. It's like you can do the work. It's just you gotta get that work done so quickly, bigger yes. than normal. Yes. Wow. Yes, exactly. Thank you for highlighting this because I think not a lot of people see what happens behind the scenes. We just drop our exactly. cars off and we're like, yes, tomorrow I come back. Huh? And then yeah, <laughs> you, like exactly. miraculously, it's just going to be ready the next day. It's good yeah. to know that people, you know, mechanics are real people who are working really hard yes. to, to help us with all of our issues with our cars. We, we're so grateful to have mechanics and mm. alive mechanics like you. Now, this next question, I think, may be the rudest question I've ever seen 
sent in by anyone. It's an anonymous person, somehow quite cowardly to be anonymous to ask this question. You can choose to not answer this question, Jessica. I'll just pose it to you, yeah? Alright, sure. Okay, the question is, why should I trust a woman with my car? Okay, basically, why would you trust anyone with your car? Exactly. <laughs> right? Why would, you, why would you trust anyone with your car? So, the place I worked for before, we don't deal with customers directly. They mm-hmm. will go through the service advisors and then the service advisor will pass the job to us. So, 99% of the time, customers do not know who is working on their car. Right. Right. They do not know who is All they need to know is that it's someone qualified. Yeah. And you're qualified. Yes. They just have to know that it's someone qualified, that uh, we have the certificate to do it. And after we've done our job, we pass through quality control. And if quality control did not find any problem with it, they will let the car go. So, yeah, I'm not sure about other workshops. I think workshops that are not authorized dealers, they will have to deal with the mechanic like directly they will Mm. talk to the mechanic directly but in an authorized dealer they don't do that so they don't know and i've done i think hundreds and hundreds of cars and it delivered successfully without any problems so and they're not complaining about it so yeah there's no reason for anyone to doubt you and also (laughs) it's such a rude question all that matters is you're qualified, you've got the experience already, you've worked hard to reach where you are. Do you find that being uh, being a woman in an industry that does seem to be mostly uh, populated by men, does this issue come up frequently or every once in a while? It's not that frequent. I would say it's a split uh, reaction that I get. Hmm. So some reacted really positively. They said, oh, that's so good. It's really good to be learning these skills. I think more women should learn these skills. Right. So, And then the other 50% is, will be the people that's like, why will you do this job? It's not for women. It's, yeah, the other 50% um, are, yeah, just yeah, just are just bad people. bad people. Just, Yes. Oh, thank you so much for sharing and being patient enough to take even questions like this. You know, sometimes people say there are no bad questions. No, there are. This was a bad <laughs> question by a cowardly person who went anonymous to ask it. In fact, this kind of people, right, should not even be allowed around women because they don't know how to behave as people. As people. It's the light breakfast with Terry and you. Good morning. It is Ask Anything Week today. It's Ask a Mechanic Anything with our guests, Jessica Gallio and Jessica, here's the next question from David, who asks, what type of cars are the most trouble to work with? And also then, what is your favorite type of car on the opposite end of that? Yeah. Okay, unfortunately, I would say I'm having a trouble answering this question is because I've only worked on one brand. Okay. I've only worked under one brand. So, so I've only worked on one brand. It's a continental brand. And there are some models that's uh, really, it's giving me a headache. It's like every time that model came, I just like, oh no, please, please not me, please not me. And then they know that I've worked on that car many times, so they just pass it to me. Oh. Like, okay, okay, okay. But I, I take it anyways. I take it anyways. So one thing I learned uh, four years working there is the things that I hate to do the most, the things that I hate to do the most, I start to gradually, I I grow into it. Mm -hmm. I grow into it. I know I hated it, but I grow (laughs) into it. And then every time, uh, because I'm used to it already, I found some shortcuts. I found an easier way to do it. So right. every time that job comes by, I'm just like, oh, that's okay. Uh, just, just let me do it. It's okay. You're like a pro. But because you are a pro, obviously. 
<laughs> yeah, because it's it's practice. It's it's practice. So instead of avoiding the the hard jobs, at first it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be torturing at first. It's it's gonna be mentally challenging at first. But then after the third, fourth, fifth time, you're doing the same thing. Right. You you know how to avoid mistakes. You know how to avoid that mistakes. Right, because you're learning from it every day, <laughs> yes. and you know. Um, when people send their cars in to be serviced because they've got issues, some issues are because of the car itself having an issue. Others could be user-related issues caused yes. by the driver, right? Let's find out about that. What is the common user-related issue that you've had to deal with? Okay, the most common one would be mm. tires. Oh, like what's yeah. the problem? They don't change issues. it enough. They don't put enough um, air. Yes. First of all, they didn't put enough air or okay. they pumped it too much okay and uh they never get it checked right they never get the tires checked until the thread is showing oh no yes. bald already the... bald already yes it's like bald to the bones <laughs> it's bald to the bones <laughs> and then they when they finally brought it we told them that all these tires are you know needs replacement yeah and then they're not satisfied. They feel like we're ripping their money off because oh. they have to replace all four tires at once. And one of the most expensive things is to do that also because it's been yes. all four tires, right? Yes. <laughs> Where Okay, let's say a person wanted to make sure they pump the correct amount of pressure into the tires. Is there mm-hmm. somewhere on the car they can look at to get that information? Yes, it's actually at the side of your door, your driver door. If you open your car and next, right next to your seat at the car frame, right. there's actually a sticker there. It's actually a sticker. It's, it says exactly how much to pump your front and your rear tires. Thank you so much, Jessica. Here's a question from Akila. Is it bad to put my car in neutral at a traffic light? No, it's not bad to put your car at neutral. It's actually better. Mm-hmm. It's recommended to put your car at neutral when you're stopping instead of just pressing on the brakes while the engine is running. <laughs> it's running, yeah. You know, while the gearbox is running on drive. So it's, yes, please put your car on neutral. <laughs> Don't damage your gearbox. <laughs> a direct answer right there. Go to neutral. Because I yes. think some people find it a bit tedious, right, to make that shift down because you're, you're waiting there. And some people think that maybe it doesn't really make a difference, but, but it does. Yeah, it makes a difference. Unless you have the car that has this auto stop uh, start stop function yes. that when you break the car it automatically you know like stops the engine kind of like stops, it stops it, the it, engine yeah, yeah it just yeah. stops it. I have a question about that it's annoying <laughs> because that, <laughs> that function right sometimes it doesn't give you power when that you're even stopping at an intersection and you're trying mm-hmm. to like come out fast because there's a gap for you to be able mm-hmm. to join the road or join the traffic mm-hmm. and then your car kind of like slowly comes back to life and then lets you in <laughs> So, I mean, I don't understand why this is even an option. I keep turning it off every time I, I use my car. Mm. Do you use that, that function, Jessica, when you yourself drive? Uh, I know my car does not have that function. And I I personally don't like see? it as well. <laughs> even if you had that function, you wouldn't use it, right? I Yeah, I wouldn't use it. You see, even mechanic is saying that you would rather uh, <laughs> actually toy uh, and swap between neutral and going back into drive than having to turn that function on. Yes. 
yes. See? It's it, it's a yeah, it's a bit annoying for me as <laughs> See, well. A mechanic agrees with me to to all of my friends who've ever judged me for hating that <laughs> function. Judge me no more. I got a mechanic on my side, okay? <laughs> the light breakfast with Terry and you. Good morning. And today it is Ask a Mechanic Anything Dave, a part of our Ask Anything Week. We have with us Jessica Gallio. She's an automotive technician. Or as what my father would say, a mechanic. <laughs> and the question now is another interesting one um, from Tan. I don't know if Tan is a man or a woman, uh, or a woman, but Tan is asking, do your hands get rough and scarred? Would you ask this if you were asking a man this question? I'm, I'm not sure, Jessica. Are you comfortable answering this? Uh, yeah, I'm comfortable ans- uh, answering it. Okay. Uh, it, it's actually the one thing people look at after they know what kind of work I was doing, hmm. the first thing they would look at is my hands. They were right. like, they look at my hands and they say, okay, I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. They want to see the physical proof. Yeah. Like your diploma is not good enough, you know. It's not good enough. <laughs> what? What? It's not good enough. Uh, the first thing they would look at, okay, let me see your hands. I say, um, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, there's definitely some scars, and it will it will take some time to go away. And some scars are permanent, even it's just permanent. It's just there. You know, your personality, I think, is a big reason for why you've also managed to deal with the stresses that come with the industry that you're in, which seems to be more male dominated. Because you're not faced by a lot of the challenges that come your way. <laughs> w- would you say that to be true? Uh, I would say when I first started, compared to like a uh, few years after, I have a completely different personality. I would say I was, mm. I definitely had more negativity when I just started. Mm. I thought like, I, I don't think I can do this. I think people are judging me and this and that. But then uh, after some time, you, you're just used to that. It's like, it's the same question all the time. Mm. So yeah, so I give the same answers. It's the same reaction. So yeah, it's all right now. I and I, one thing for sure is I learned to have more patience. Yeah. From that job, I learned to have more patience. You are you have become a, an even better person. I want to say I appreciate you and I'm so grateful to you. Uh, for being here and joining us and patiently answering these questions on Ask a Mechanic Anything Day. Victor's question is next. He's asking, are used cars worth the trouble with maintenance and everything that comes along with them? What do you think? First of all, it depends on the model. And if you're asking me personally, mm. my car is a used car. Right. And the reason why I buy a used car is because, first of all, it's a price. So... It's like when you buy a new car, yeah, it comes with a warranty and everything. Right. But I would say the price just drops. The price right. just drops right after you instantly, bought it. Instantly, yeah. Just, instantly, the price just drops. So mm. i rather just get a second-hand car and get it at a cheaper price. Mm. So uh, the troubles, yes, it does come with troubles. Actually, even, <laughs> if you buy, even if you buy a new car, it does come with, uh, with troubles, with other problems. The only difference is... You have a war. You have warranty. Right. You have warranty, and mm. you can just send it to the workshop. But still, it it still has problems. Right. So it's actually it's a personal preference. Some people would rather have it covered by warranty, and some people don't mind um, spending their own money to, you know, send to the workshop. Uh, mm. People like me, I I don't mind that. I I'm fine buying a second-hand car. <laughs> well, you're also you've got one great advantage over many of the rest of us because you're an <laughs> automotive technician, which means for many of the 
issues that a car might uh that might come up in dealing with a second-hand car, you probably could deal with it on your own. Would that be safe to say? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe I. Ha- I would have more confidence. Yeah. I would have more confidence. I would. Maybe I would know. Okay, this car can still run. It still can go for like a few months. Like, maybe I have that confidence <laughs> that some other people don't. When it comes to let's say getting that um used car, like a pre-love car, a second-hand car, mm. are there? Types of cars that are better, like maybe comparing, like let's say a sedan to an SUV to mm-hmm. a car with a turbo engine. Would there be a better car to get as a secondhand car? Honestly, if you're asking me personally, I wouldn't get a car with turbo mm-hmm. because first of all, because it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, the car might not be expensive, but the components that if the turbo fails, right. it's yeah, that's like money out of your pocket. Right. So. It, in terms of models like SUV, uh, it's not much difference. It's like some some car is just needs more work. Some car is just more reliable. So how about what are the factors to consider when we are getting yeah. a, a used car? Okay, first thing to consider is budget. Okay. Because, you know, just just saying it straight, you can get a Porsche. You can get a Porsche for forty k. Right. Doesn't mean you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> you can just buy it. After that, you better you just leave it at home because you can't yes. afford to fix it if something happens. Yes. So <laughs> the first thing to consider is budget. Like just because, yeah, I know secondhand is much cheaper. You think like, wow, you can get a RX eight for thirty k, but it doesn't mean that you can maintain the car afterwards. Mm. So mm. just you know, Google some reviews, reviews of the car, like. How much it costs to maintain? Like over a yes. lifetime of the expenses yes, that it would take. Yes, over so, a okay. lifetime. So one, and, that's one big and, factor. And, mm-hmm. and also search. Uh, just do some Google search. Why do people sell the car? Oh, good <laughs> Why idea. Why So you find out about the issues that come up with that car. The Light Breakfast with Terry and you. Good morning. It's Ask Anything Week. Today, it's Ask a Mechanic Anything with automotive technician Jessica Gallio with years and years in the industry already. Jessica, before before you get out of here, tell us a bit about what you've been up to. What, what exciting aspects of your work have you been doing? What I'm currently doing right now, uh, it's a little different from my work before, but I'm still doing the mechanical technical works. So previously, I'm working under a brand, basically an international brand. But currently, I am working on a project which is called a Hyper. Hyper stands for hydrogen pair electric race car. Wow. So it's a race car powered by hydrogen. What? Yes, I mean hydrogen is it becoming more common. Right, uh, so a hydrogen-fueled car. Yeah, That's yeah, amazing. So, when yeah, will we so, see a prototype? Is there a prototype? There is a prototype, actually. So if you go to Google and you search uh, Hyper, uh, H-Y-P-E-R, Hyper, Nano Malaysia, mm-hmm. then you can get some news and pictures of the car. So, And we can I'm also get more updates on your Instagram, I'm guessing? Yes, we can get more updates on my Instagram, on my Facebook. Uh, I post a lot about it because it's currently it, it's currently active. We are um, working to finalize the, the 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 end product. I would say you have to give us an update when you move further along in this project. Okay, we want to know more as well. Sure, of course, because yeah, I'm actually really excited about it. It's one of the big things that's happening in my oh. life these past few years. And I'm so excited for you! you wow, yes, so exciting! Thank you. We can't wait. Find I out more excited. on on Jessica's um Instagram, which is Jessica underscore Galio, which is spelled G A L L Y O T. Correct? 
Yes, that's correct. <laughs> thank you again so much for joining us, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S Y O K.